reflecting on the sacrifice of Jesus, and I, I, I want to look on an aspect of Jesus that we um, that we read about all the time, but we haven't really focused on. Um, and I had mentioned that we was going to focus on it, and and we're going to do that tonight because I, I believe it's one of the motivating factors um, behind his sacrifice um, um, for us. And so this weekend, not just tonight, but the entire weekend. Again, we're going to have church on Sunday, same Zoom call uh, for Easter Sunday. Um, uh, but when we reflect on 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 the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, um, I want us to kind of understand and implement his compassion, um, the compassion of Jesus. Uh, compassion. So compassion, by definition, uh, and as the preachers say, I won't be long before you tonight. Um, compassion, by definition, is is sympathetic pity and concern. Watch this for the sufferings or misfortunes of others. OK, watch this. I'm going to say it again. Sy- uh, sympathetic pity and concern. OK, pity and concern for the sufferings and misfortunes for others. Watch this. Meaning compassion is, isn't even at work towards anyone who's not suffering or anyone who's not having misfortunes. OK. And and so sometimes when there's the, the folks who want to text you and ask you to help them or they need money or they need it. And sometimes and listen, I, I was just I was just telling Karen and Tanya, I mean, I'm preaching to myself and, and, and you and you feel like when you get that call, that text and it, it annoys you. Listen, it is impossible for you to have compassion on someone who's on the same level as you or someone who has what you have or someone who has more than you have. Compassion is only present when there is concern for someone's suffering or someone's misfortune. Okay, and Jesus and we're going to read a couple of scriptures like his Bible study was so full of compassion that when he literally looked at people and looked at their situation, there were times when he was overcome with compassion, compassion, just by the sight of someone's misfortune. Right. Just by by, by understanding a situation that they were going through. He was what filled with compassion, with this concern for someone else's suffering. For his concern with someone else's what misfortune with with like like the, the interesting thing is is that when you look at the ministry of Jesus there was and this is so Sister Karen's here you're going to help me not talk about churches too too long tonight because churches <laughs> going on churches isn't the thing tonight but but there but there is but 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 there was nothing about Jesus's earthly ministry that had anything to do with him. It was all about others, right? Even when, and, and, and if you guys have watched that um, sermon, that, that series with uh, Andy Stanley, that was the YouTube link out about, um, even with John the Baptist, when he was talking about the kingdom of God's at hand, the kingdom of God is coming, and the task like to say, so what should we do? He says, stop overcharging people. Like there is, listen, there is a doing with it, for, not for yourself, but for uh, I, I hear you. I like I like having Tanya and Sister Karen here because we got people who are preaching back at me. Here we go. So a sympathetic, watch this, pity and concern for the sufferings or misfortunes of other people. So watch this. Luke 7. I'm going to go NLT. Luke 7, uh, verse 11 through 13. OK, don't worry, Nisi, because I got new King James here for you, because I know you like you like to stay true to the King James. So we got we got I'm going to do NLT first. Luke 7, watch this, 11 through 13. And we read this not too long ago. Soon afterwards, Jesus went with his disciples to the village of Nan. It says, and a large crowd followed him. Watch this, verse 12. A funeral procession, a procession was coming out. And as he approached, as he approached the village gate, 
a young man who had died was a, a, w- a widow's son, uh, her only son, and the large crowd from the village was with her. So watch this. So so she so she's a widow, right? And you got to remember, this is ancient, like Eastern culture. And so this was one of the most vulnerable women. You got to remember in James, James says that here's what true religion is. True religion, he says, is looking out for the widows and orphan, orphans and keeping yourself unspotted from the world. And so when you talk about the widows and orphans, the, those are the most vulnerable in that, in that population, because back then women weren't working much. You know what I mean? And they depended on being married to a man for, you know, for life. so she was already... Uh, a widow, and now her only son had, had had died, right? And so she's super vulnerable. And 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 so here's Jesus, and there was a lot of people with her. They said the whole village was with her. Okay, so she had a lot of people with her. But then when one person, Jesus, gets there, something different happens. Okay, watch this. This is what he says. He says the young man had died, the only widow's son. That's Mason in the background crying. I think he's touched by the compassion of Jesus. Here we go. (laughs) He says, watch this. So a large crowd, it says, from the village was with her. Verse 13, when the Lord saw her, his heart overflowed with compassion. And then he said to her, don't cry. So Jesus sees this thing happening with her. And the Bible says that his heart, what? Overflowed with compassion. So he overflowed with what? This feeling of, of, uh, of pity, of concern for this woman who is in this situation. Then he says to her, don't cry. Verse 14, we'll get to that a little bit later. I want to go to Matthew 15, 13 and 32. This is Nisi's translation, King James and Charles. I think Charles likes the King James too. What up? What up, Charles? Ver- uh, so Matthew 15, 32 uh, through 35. It says, now, uh, New King James says, now Jesus called his disciples to himself and said, I have compassion on the multitude because they have continued with me three days and have nothing to eat. So watch this. Jesus showed compassion to a woman who, who lost her, who was a widow already. So already suffering there and then loses her only son. Now he shows compassion to people who have been following him, but their basic necessity of food hasn't been met. Okay, so sorrow for grieving and then now food. He said, I don't want to send them away hungry lest they faint on the way. His disciple says, well, where can we get enough bread in this wilderness to feed such a great multitude? Now, Jesus says, what? How many loaves do you have? And so here's Jesus show compassion because the people have been following them and they haven't eaten anything yet. Mm-hmm. So we see what grieving. We see emotional. Now we see what physical need. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm just talking about the compassion. So we see someone in emotional state. And he what has compassion. See someone in what? A physical state and does what? He has compassion. Matthew 9, 35 through 38. It's like Bible study. We didn't do it on Wednesday, so we didn't read a whole lot this week. Uh, watch this. Matthew, Matthew 9, 35 through 38. It says, then when Jesus went about all the cities and the villages, teaching in their synagogues, uh, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, now remember he was teaching in the synagogues, but now he's outside of the church. He's outside of the, uh, of the walls. He says, but when he saw the people, he was moved with compassion for them because the people come on was weary and scattered like sheep with no shepherd. Mm. To be, to, to, so Jesus sees people and he sees them weary and sees them scattered, battered by life, by the things that happen. And, and what he does is he sees this 
And he what? Looks on them with compassion. So we see, so we see life beating up on people. They're weary. They're scattered, right? Like a sheep with no shepherd. We see people not eating. We see people, a, a woman in an emotional state, you know what I mean? Having lost her, um, uh, uh, her husband and then her only son. And so, and so we see Jesus seeing. Now watch this. A lot of times when we interact with people, some of the things that we get aren't necessarily them. It's what they're dealing with. Okay, it's someone dealing with the loss of a loved one, someone dealing with the fact that they don't have what they physically need. It's someone dealing with the fact that they're weary and they're scattered and living life as if they have no leader, no sheep without shepherd. Right. And, and, And sometimes when they react towards us in a certain way, we react back towards them. Watch this based on what they show us out front, based on what they say to us. And we don't even what can watch this. I'm, I'm, I'm way ahead of my nose. Watch this. Can we impact, start to change our view and change our mind and change the way we see things that when I see Nisi, and Nisi is sweet. I'm not, I'm just saying Nisi because I see your name. When, when, but when Nisi lashes out at me, I don't see the lashing out. I see compassion for the need. The thing, the, the thing that's happening in her life that is causing her to lash out. Mm-hmm. The thing in my life that is what is making Rick short with me, because there's something. And so I can look at it and attack that or I can look at it with what? With compassion. Matthew 14, 13 through uh, 14 is New King King James Version again. It says when Jesus heard it, he departed there uh, uh, by a boat uh, to a, a deserted place by himself. This is after John the Baptist. He says, but when the multitudes heard it, they followed him on foot from the city. And Jesus went out. So here's the thing. He's trying to get away. Okay. And people heard that he's trying to get away and they don't care. They still want Jesus. Watch this. So he went out, saw a great multitude and said he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. So here's Jesus trying to get away, trying to have a moment to himself. Watch this. And the people won't let him get away. And even though he's trying to get away and people won't let him get away, when he sees them, he still has what? Watch this, y'all. So we see we see when there was a woman whose whose husband had died. She's a widow and her son had died. So we see got two deaths in the family. People who haven't eaten all day. So they got a physical need. We see people who are lost and scattered and weary. Watch. Right. And life has beaten them down. And now this fourth situation. Watch this. When it was inconvenient for Jesus. Y'all want everything convenient. I got to keep my composure because I got people in the house. I can't get up on my seat. Watch this. So we see Jesus when there's an emotional need, right? With grief. We see Jesus when there's a physical need with people who haven't eaten all day. We see when there are people who are weary and scattered. And now we see it when he's trying to get away, but they won't let him. And we see that it is what? Inconvenient for him. And he still does what? Sees him with compassion. Come on inconvenient. I'm trying to tell you, me and Nisi was having a conversation earlier this morning and we, and, and, and we were talking about the fact that help isn't help if it ain't helping the person. And the problem is, is that if it, it listen, help is going to be inconvenient for the helper. We pray, listen, I can, I will sell out an arena talking about how, how I'm, I'm going to teach the principles of how to, of how to always be the lender and never the borrower. All y'all will buy tickets for $50 a person and y'all will come there uh, and, and, and we can eat, we, we can even open up concessions and we can sell liquor and all that stuff. And the church people are going to come and they're going to drink and they're going to eat and they're going to come and they're going to pray and they're going to shout and they're going to give. And I'll say, if you really want to be the lender, if you get, stand in the hundred dollar line and people will do that. But the problem is, is that if you want to be the lender and not the borrower, then why do you have a problem with lending? 
Jesus, we want to be in a position to lend, but never actually want to lend. Come on. Come on. I want to have enough to where I could lend if I looked at you with compassion. Watch this. I'll, Sierra, I see you, Sierra. Watch this. She had to check in because Mason crying. She's not even going to unmute because the minute she unmute, he's going to start crying. Watch this, Sierra. I'll, I'm cool. I want to shout and I want to come to church so that Pastor Rick can say, you are the lender and not the borrower. But I get irritated every time the borrower comes to me asking me to lend. So the truth is, I don't actually want to be a lender. Watch this. I want to look like a lender. Whoa. I want to have I want to have the ability to lend, but actually never lend. Because I don't look with compassion. It's Good Friday. Sister Karen then got up. She then got up. Listen, I want I want to look. I want to look. I want to have what the lenders have. I want to have the resources and be able to lend. I want to come on, Tanya. I want to look the part. But then when it comes to lending, it was inconvenient for Jesus. Come on. He was trying to get away and they followed him. They said they followed him. Watch this. They were and here's how you know they were desperate. It said, watch this. Come on, y'all. Watch this. This is how you know they were desperate. It says Jesus departed by boat. It says, but the multitude followed him on foot. Come on desperate. Jesus wasn't walking. Jesus got on the boat, but they were so desperate that they followed a man who was on the sea in a boat. They followed him by foot. I'm reading the Bible. Watch this. And then, but, and so, and he's trying to get away. He's trying to get away by boat. They follow him by foot. He looks on this great multitude, not a, not a few people. So here's the thing. I'm trying to get away by boat. Y'all so pressed. Y'all follow me on foot. And it's not even a few. The Bible says it was a great multitude. All y'all still want more. And I'm trying to get away. But he, but watch this, but it wasn't his convenience that moved him. It says he was moved with compassion. Oh my goodness. I won't be before you long. Watch this. It says, and then he did what? And then he healed they're sick. Now watch this. So when we look at his compassion, it instructs us on a couple of things, y'all. It instructs us, number one, on how, on how Jesus, how, how God sees us. Because so many times we think he looks at us in anger. He looks at us like he's upset. He looks at us like he's disappointed. He looks at us like, you know, we're trash. He looks at us like, and, and, and because the world tells us that we are that stuff. The world tells us that we're not worthy. We're not good enough. And, and even sometimes we feel that same way. Mm-hmm. But when we see this, we understand that when he looks at me, when he looks at Nisi, when he looks at Karen, when he looks at Tanya, when he looks at Ma, Charles, Nisi, when he looks at us, he looks at us and he is moved with compassion. Listen, I'm trying to tell you, Sister Karen, was, we, Sister Karen was all in my message the moment she walked in the house. Because, see, the thing is, I know he's moved with compassion because if he wasn't moved with compassion towards me, I wouldn't be where I am today. Amen. I would have nowhere to stay. I'd have no. And not that if I'm struggling with that now that he doesn't have compassion, he's put people in your life to help. And so when he looks at me, he doesn't look at someone who's not able. He doesn't look at someone who can't measure up, even if that is the flat out truth about myself. As a matter of fact, the reason that I can't live up to it is the reason why he has compassion on me. Jesus says, watch this. I didn't come for the whole. I came for the sick. He said only the sick need a physician. And so when he looks at Rick, he sees all the shortcomings. He sees 
the things that I'm not good at. He sees the things that I'm not good enough for. He sees all the things that have happened. He sees all the dumb mistakes that I've made. He sees all the, and, and not even mistakes. Mistake is, oh, I thought 10, 10 times five was 45. It's actually 50. I'm talking about bad decisions. Knowingly did wrong and, and knew what I was doing and did it anyway. So he looked at the bad decisions, looked at all this, and we think he must look at me like trash. And he says, no, I look at you and have compassion. Yeah. And when he blesses us, when he blesses Tanya, he looks at Tanya. He doesn't bless Tanya because she's so good. He doesn't bless Tanya because he, he blesses Tanya because when he sees her, he says, I have compassion on Tanya. I know that's right. And I know and I and I'm with you and I know the things that you've gone through. And because I know that I am going to I am moved with compassion and I'm going to bless you. No, he looks at he looks at Karen. Karen, She needs my help. Mm -hmm. She can't make it without me, without without my hand on Eugenia's life, without my hand on Charles and Nisi's life. Like and so when he looks down, he sees that. But he's not moved by it. He looks at it and he's moved by what? Compassion. And so it shows us how he sees us. And so that's why in Hebrews, it says that we can boldly approach the throne of grace so that we can find mercy and help in a time of need. You don't have to go to God in prayer and feel ashamed. Oh, well, God, I don't know all the fancy words. Well, that's why Jesus says, pray like this. Our father who art in heaven, hallowed. if that's the, listen, if that's the only prayer you pray, I see, I see you, if that's the only prayer you pray, that is good enough because Jesus, the disciples asked him, teach us how to pray. He said, okay, well, when you pray, just say this. And so I don't have to sit here in my living room and pray, God, we pray down fire and stir up your emotions. And that's fine. If that's what you do, I ain't hating. If that, that's cool. But, but when the disciples ask Jesus, how do we pray? He says, say this. I feel like some of us could actually probably do better for ourselves if we were quiet everything else. And in the quiet of our own rooms and own homes, just our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our sins as we, as, and we forgive those who sin against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. If we were just to, if that was my prayer, Mm-hmm. You don't have to have the fancy words. You don't have to pray like, you know, like sister intercessor or deacon. So like, you don't have to pray like them. But if that's all you said, God hears it and is, and watch this and is moved with compassion. Though I know we recite that prayer. I grew up Catholic. We recite it all the time. I know we recite that prayer. So it becomes a routine, but those are literally the words of Jesus when instructing the disciples how to pray. If anybody know how to reach the heart of the father, I'm assuming it's Jesus. Here we go. So it instructs us on what? On how he sees us. Here we go. Number two, it instructs us on how he sees other people, which is exactly the same way he sees us. And here's what's funny, because we listen, we'll receive it. He looks at us and, and has compassion, but he also looks on other people. Yes, the same people who gets on your nerves, the same people who bother you at no end, the same people who irritate you, he still looks at them with compassion. Oh, we don't want him to look up because then we say, that's right. Was the camera, God's going to get you. We want, we want, we want God to get them. You know, God's going to get you and pay you back for everything. You better hope God, listen, you know what, God, don't, if, if you let them off the hook, that's fine. Cause you let me off the hook. 
for so much. He looks at them too with compassion. And so we see how he looks at us and we see how he looks at others. The same way he looks at me is the same way he looks at somebody else. But watch this. It also instructs us on how we should look at others as well. Can I see other people through the eyes of Jesus? When I look at someone else's situation, when I look at a person in their mess, can I still have compassion? We, we, so we see a mess and we get angry. You know, we see craziness and we get irritated. We see people in their sin and we get judgy, especially in church. Oh, we get judgy. But see, we love, watch this. I, I see you see here. When, so, but when God sees imperfect people, the sinful, the crazy, the hurting, the suffering, the insecure, even when they lash out because of those inner things, he looks at them and see a need for a savior. Watch this. The same way he looked at me, sinful, crazy, hurting, suffering, insecure, fill in the blank and said, Rick needs a savior. Mm -hmm. And he looks and says, I have compassion on him. And I'm going to watch this, treat him better than he deserves Mm -hmm. and give him better than he deserves. Uh, there's a there's a song my mother used to play all the time growing up. It was C.C. Winans. I'm going to send out this link. The name of the song is called In Return. And she says, all I had to give was a broken heart and empty promises. You know, all I all, all I had to give you was stuff that just wasn't good enough. It says, but in return, you gave me joy. In return, you gave me life everlasting. In return, you gave me love. Like all I can actually offer you, God, is stuff that's just not good enough. That's all. But when I bring it to you, what you give me back because of your compassion is so much more than what I can offer. But watch this. It goes further when Jesus uh, uh, looks at people with compassion, because because here's the thing. So compassion, like we said, is just uh, sympathetic pity and concern for sufferings or misfortune. And so and so we can have that feeling of compassion. But Jesus goes beyond the feeling of compassion and does something every time. Watch this, the, the, the verse in Luke, Luke 7. It says that Jesus saw the woman, right? It says, when the Lord saw her, his heart overflowed with compassion. And then he said, don't cry. Watch this. Then he, then he what? He walked over to the coffin. He started to do something. He was touched with compassion. And that compassion moved him to what? To do something, to walk over to the coffin, to touch it. And the bearer stopped. He said, young man, I tell you, get up. And the boy got up and started to talk and he gave the, and so his compassion, watch this. He, he, he felt the compassion, but then decided to do something about it. I'm trying to tell y'all that we serve a God who not only looks on us with compassion, but decides to act based on the compassion he has for us. Matthew 14 says, when Jesus heard it, he departed there by the boat. This is when the multitudes followed him. Watch this. And he got and they followed him. And then in verse 14 says, Jesus went out and he saw the great multitude. He was moved with compassion for them and did what? And healed their sick. He was moved with compassion. I see you, mom. And didn't stop by just feeling like he wanted to help. He didn't stop by just feeling the pity or feeling the concern. Remember, in this one in Matthew, Jesus was on a boat trying to get away. And they follow by foot and he saw them, which means he had to turn the boat around, get to shore, get out of. the. So he had to do all this action because he was moved by what? Compassion. And when he saw them and watch this. And when he sees us, he's moved with what? 
compassion to bless us and to help us and to push us through. But this is what it gets to with Good Friday. This is when the Bible says what? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have his only, but, but, but shall have eternal life, shall have everlasting life. That he was so moved by his love and compassion for us that he, that he, what? he went into action and gave his only son. And that's what Good Friday is about. Don't forget the Garden of Gethsemane where Jesus prayed, God, if it is your will, Lord, Father, take this cup from me. I mean, we have this rosy view of Jesus. This is, listen, this last part of, of his journey of being crucified, nailed to the cross night was not something that ultimately he was down with his entire life. Right around time for it to happen, he wasn't with it. He prayed, take this cup from me. Right. He was in anguish over it. Oh, but he was moved with compassion and got up and did it anyway. And watch this. And in the same compassion he moves with us, we cannot be people of impact unless we are compassionate and not just compassionate, but compassionate to the point of action. If we remember anything from Holy Week and Easter weekend, it is it is understanding the compassion that God has for us and for others and how it should cause us to what to act. I was talking to Charles last night about, um, and I guess to Karen, keep me honest, I don't want to talk about church all night, but, but how last summer there was a young lady who texts Sierra and three other young ladies, you know, they go to different churches, these churches 10 times, the, uh, yeah, 10, maybe five times our size, but who's really counting? Maybe five or 10, it doesn't matter, but they're much bigger than us with way more money than us about a woman who she met in the Dollar Tree who was crying because she was about to get set outdoors. And, and, and she says, is, can anyone do anything for her? And to a person, everybody responded back like, oh, man, that's so sad. Compassion. Mm. I'm going to pray for her. Mm. Mm. Sierra responded back with, send me her number. And to this day, we still try to help her out with food and all this other kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Two, three, Sierra, two, I think you guys know because uh, she may have said something uh, three years ago. Or maybe it was two years ago. Another young lady who had a friend who had a shop in Union Station. Her friend was letting her and her three kids sleep in the store at Union Station because she had nowhere to go. Someone else whose wife goes to another church reached out to this church to no response. We're not sure. we Well, we don't know her. Who knows her? How, he reaches out to us and it's like, what's her number? Let's let's do this right now, because at some point I'm not moved by whether someone's taking advantage I'm not because nobody's going to sleep in Union Station if they don't have to. Right. I'm not moved by taking. I'm, I'm we we impact has got to be moved by compassion. And 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 there's an issue in in our in, in our churches, universal, all our, in, in in the body of Christ. When we see need and we feel bad, we have compassion, mm-hmm. but it doesn't spark us to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, but God knows when it's time to celebrate the church's 10 year anniversary, we're going to spend any amount of money and have the banquet and dress up and all this other kind of stuff. We're moved by the show. But are we moved by compassion? We're moved by showing off. But are we moved by compassion? We have been moved by church service. But are we moved by being a church serving? And that's what impact's got to be, y'all. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so when, 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 when we go through our weekend, 
Keep in mind the compassion of Jesus over the weekend to, 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 to do things inconvenient. Something he didn't want to do died on the cross. It was obvious. He prayed to God, like, is it any other way? Let's do it. Let's, can we go about this a different way? Right. Jesus said that, okay? And so as we go through our weekend, focusing on the compassion that he has for us, and hopefully that helps the way we see ourselves, that, that, that despite who I am and what I am and my shortcomings, he still looks at me with compassion uh, and how he looks at others, and then hope and, and, and that it causes us to, to move um, with compassion uh, at impact. All right, guys, let's pray.